The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. This is Denise Nostrom, CEO and founder of Diversified Financial Solutions. Now more than ever, investment advice is needed. Not just where best to invest your money, but why. Are you investing for your future retirement? Are you retired and looking to maximize your income? Are you maximizing your income and concerned with leaving money for your loved ones? Are you investing for your retirement at the same time saving for your children's education and at the same time saving to buy another home? Are the markets in line with your goals? Are your goals ever changing? Please contact me at 631-758-8691. That's 631 631- 1758-8691 or visit us at diversifiedfinancial.biz. For over 25 years, I have been helping individuals, families, and business owners navigate through all market conditions with only one goal in mind, my clients. Visit me at diversifiedfinancial.biz or call Denise Nostrom, founder of Diversified Financial Solutions at 631-758-8691. That's 631-758-8691 for a conversation about my most important client, you. Hello and TGIF. Welcome to Friday. We made it and uh, on this rainy day, but uh, I was talking to a client uh, earlier this week and he was concerned that we didn't get a lot of snow and we might have a drought, but <laughs> I think we're good. I think we, we're, we're going we're gonna to roll through this, but um, you were listening to the Financial Chick Show and I'm the Financial Chick, Denise Snowstrom, and I'm excited today to have with me a repeat guest. Right. You've been here before. Yes. Uh, not only my friend, but also my New York State Senator, Dean Murray. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's yeah. great to be here. I am so glad you're back, and uh, I am so glad. I don't know if we've seen each other since the election. I don't think I we know. physically I, have. I, I don't think so. All right, so I'm going to personally say congratulations. Well, there you go. And well, thank I'm, you. It well deserved, and let me tell you, you're one of the hardest. I don't want to call you a politician. Hardest workers <laughs> out there that has now become a politician. There you, there you go. We'll <laughs> How's that? It. Does that, that work for that you? Works. That All works. All right, winning. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure. Well, if you want to introduce yourself? I think most people know who you are. But for for my guests or my uh, my listeners, why don't you uh, give them a little? Sure, brief. sure. And and originally we we met when I was back in the New York State Assembly, assembly and running yes. for the state assembly. So I served yes. seven years there, and then was back uh, in the private sector for four years, and back now up in Albany, but on the other end of the hallway in the different chamber in the upper house as they say in the senate so um but what people may not know is um for a little over 25 years and and still am a small business owner myself with a small Mm -hmm. advertising agency that um focused on specialized publications and websites uh we've had um and and we've since covid did us no favors uh we (laughs) ended up yeah i know we, we ended up getting rid of the print versions but we still have the websites Um, we still have the long island job finder which is employment website and also the long island fugitive finder Mm. which is a crime fighting website it's like america's most wanted but it's but it's local we work with suffolk and nassau police every once in a while with the u.s marshals or the feds um and it's it's like i said like america's most wanted but local we have um you know local most wanted and every month it's updated with different uh uh, people that they're looking for and and we go through crime stoppers so uh people can get rewards if they have tips that lead to arrests so um, probably yeah, well yeah. needed at this oh, point. Oh, it certainly yeah. is. Uh, yeah. No shortage of fugitives now. Yes, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Well, that's another story for another day, right? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> 
So yeah, all right, well, welcome. And so basically today we wanted to just kind of get an update for many people. I mean, you know, you hear on the news and everything, but it's nothing like getting it right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Right. Uh, you know, what's going on in Albany? What's going on in New York State? And what are some, I guess, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I yeah. guess? Yeah. I don't well, know if we have good, but I mean, yeah. no, I'm only kidding. I'm sorry. I don't, we're, we're trying not to we be negative We have some good. Here. We have some good. Okay, there we go. Um, there we go. Um, a lot of ugly, but um, I, I, well, I'm going to... The, the news was dominated this week, obviously, by uh, the the um, the surprise vote uh, in the Senate of uh, Hector LaSalle, the uh, the judge that was nominated by Governor Hochul uh, to be mm. the top um, court of appeals judge, the chief judge. Uh, nominated by Governor Hochul and unfortunately was shot down by members of her own party. And there was a whole legal battle going on because... According to the state constitution, when the governor makes this nomination, it must be voted on by the full Senate. Okay. Well, unfortunately, the Democrat leadership, uh, they were in a bit of a, a power struggle battle with the governor, and they decided we're not going to send it there. We're going to first send it to the Judicial Committee, which is standard. Mm-hmm. But normally it goes out of committee, goes to the full floor for the full Senate to vote. This time they didn't do it. They changed the makeup of the Judicial Committee to get the number of no votes they wanted. It ended up a 10-9 no vote to move it to the floor. So they never moved the vote to the floor. So a lawsuit was filed by uh, Senator Palumbo, who was here in in Suffolk County. Lawsuit was filed. It was supposed to be heard today. In fact, the decision may have been announced. I haven't seen the news today, but it may have been announced. But the Democrat leadership said, oh, shucks, I think we might just lose this battle because it was obviously unconstitutional. So they did a little surprise move, sent it back to the committee, voted to move his vote to the floor and then shot him down on the floor. So it was it was unfortunate, but that dominated most of the news. What really has been going on is we've been in the middle of budget hearings, Mm, which are very, very important. And that's Uh, what most people, that's their pockets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The governor, how the process works, and I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. The governor will give her budget proposal. The we then hold the hearings, get all the information, question everyone on it. And then each house puts together their proposed budget so the senate will be getting our one house when we get back in about a week and a half the assembly will put their one house that's when we vote on those and then the three leaders sit in the room and hash it out and haggle uh, looking over each of their proposed budgets and come up with a final version which we will then vote on and it must be passed by uh, april 1st april fool's day ironically interesting um yes (laughs) funny how that works um and right now the governor's proposed a 227 uh billion dollar budget which is again a a rather large increase over last year about six and a half billion more than last year if we were a nation there would only be i believe they said 12 or 13 nations with a higher budget than our operating budget it's pretty scary stuff we we are the fourth most populous state in the country uh florida's number three texas number two california is number one if you add the budgets the state operating budgets of number two texas and number three florida add them together they do not equal what we spend in new york really it is shameful that is very shameful it is and you wonder why we're chasing people away in record numbers, including businesses that mm-hmm. with them take their jobs. Absolutely. So it's it's a it is a downward spiraler spiral that must be reversed very quickly. And we can only do that by getting our spending under control. 
You know, the only way we can spend is if we take. That's how government works. Exactly. And where do we take it from? The taxpayers. And the thing is, again, you as a business owner, myself as a business owner, we are just counterintuitive. We do it totally the opposite right. way. You right. know, like, oh, my God, I got to pay that much for the for the paper. Like, I, I'm going to try to save money. Or, right. The government does it so differently. When oh. will anybody get a clue? I, I just... Well, it, it, that's what we've it's said. Not, it's so illogical. It's exactly. It, it, you, you hit it exactly right. They do it in reverse. They basically mm-hmm. say, how much do we want to spend? Now let's figure out how we're going to get that money. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a logical business owner says, okay, this is what I have to spend. How am I going to spend it right. to make it work? Now, there are some things where we need to spend more. I'll, I'll say it up front. Child care. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's not spending, that's investing. If right. we invest in childcare, it's going to get more people into the workforce. Amen. Exactly. As we do this, it eases the burden on businesses, increases production, also puts people that were getting unemployment onto the tax rolls. So we're collecting income tax, payroll tax, all of these things. And may I add, going and into Social Security money. and going there into go. Medicare. Exactly. To, you know, um, entitlements we right, don't like right. to use that word but that are really kind of bleeding out so Absolutely. we need to get people back to work Absolutely. so that's a great thing and the number one reason i just had a meeting with the uh, workforce um development agency today mm-hmm. we were talking about they they even said look the number one thing keeping people out of the workforce is the cost of child care yeah so and and it's a threefold problem it's not just the cost of child care there's a shortage of child care providers and a shortage of child care workers right. because we're treating them and paying them like glorified babysitters. Many, most, I would say, are certified teachers. Like they have their degrees. We need to pay them as such. Yeah. But again, it's not it's not a handout. It's an investment. As okay. we pay them and get more quality child care, we get more people back in the workforce. As I said, we make it back two, three, four, five times in in in. You know, multiplying over what we're spending. But that's the thing. And, you know, like you just you you hit the nail on the head is that there's so many other things that are just spent that are are, are not exactly. producing anything. Right. It's just wasteful money. Right. You know, it's it's like throwing money right out the ba- out the window of your car when you're driving. <laughs> you know, it's just not something that you you can or should do. Perfect example. The excluded workers fund. The Excluded Workers Fund, we spent $2.1 billion giving out unemployment checks to those who are here illegally Mm -hmm. instead of those who've contributed to the fund. Amen. There you go. $2.1 billion that could have been spent in child care or helping homeless vets or something like this. Right. So who's auditing all this? I mean, that's really the question, right? You know, it's just in in my industry, you know, they're constantly have to have audits every year and the mutual funds and we get audited every couple of years. And but who's auditing our government? So hopefully maybe we'll we're not going to get the answer to that at the after the break. But we are hitting the break right now. (laughs) So so stay tuned. Um, We are here with Dean Murray, New York State Senator. And you are listening to the Financial Chick Show. Check out my website at financialchickshow.com for more information or to request a complimentary consultation with me. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back. This is Denise Snows from The Financial Chick. My company is in Medford and you can reach me at 631-758-8691 or visit my website at financialchickshow.com. I'm here to help you on your financial journey. Over the years, things change and I'm here to help you navigate all those changes. Today, we're mixing it up a little bit. We have with me New York State Senator Dean Murray. So we're talking about the state of New York State. What's going mm. on there? So before the break, we were talking about how um, we're just kind of 
I'm going to just say pissing away money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, uh, you know, so with the new budget and everything. And I guess my question was, well, who is auditing the house or who's auditing the state? Right. right. Is there in my industry, we we're, we constantly have to be audited. But what's going on? Does anybody do that? Well, audits are great because they give you direction. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're in school and you take tests or pop quiz. You don't love them, but they can give you a direction and a gauge on how mu- how well you're doing, how well you understand the, the situation. Well, an audit is the same thing thing it's 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 not necessarily a punishment it's something where you're looking and saying let's evaluate how you're doing we have a great uh, comptroller and again let's this is one of the times we can take the partisanship and throw it out the window because i'm a republican and our Mm -hmm. state comptroller tom dinapoli is a democrat Mm -hmm. former state assemblyman and I got to tell you, Tom does a great job, and he's and he also works very well across the aisle. I've worked with him on several occasions when I was in the assembly on on several issues. He's just been great to work with. He audits, but the real auditors are the listeners, are the people, mm-hmm. are the voters. If you're paying attention and you listen and you hear things like I just said before the break about how we're we're giving away your hard earned tax money money, if you don't agree with it. You have a say on election day. Right. You change the course of of the way we we operate and how we spend our money. I know. I think most of us were kind of disappointed with the governorship. Maybe I think I can say all my listeners. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, talk about uh, buyer's remorse right now. Yes, uh, yes I got to tell I, you, I think so. It's think been so. Uh, very disappointing, but um, but we'll see how the budget process works through. I will. I will uh, again. Stepping back for a second, I'm going to give credit where credit is due as well. To this governor, and I will say, she. I held a press conference in December with some colleagues and some folks um, in the childcare industry, mm-hmm. and she listened. She actually listened. Well, we were talking about, that. yeah, no. I, I listen. If you're willing to work together and get things done, God bless. That's great. Um, and and again. We did the press conference. One of the issues I brought up was how the thresholds for families qualifying for child care subsidies and assistance was not fair to Long Island. Mm-hmm. It, it was just unfair because you're taking um, you're taking median household incomes right. that just do not compare when you take Long Island compared to upstate exactly. and things like this. They are changing or in this budget is a proposed change for certain regions, which will change the way we calculate the threshold. Instead of using state median income, we're using 300 times the federal poverty limit, which actually will increase, for example, a family of four on Long Island. It'll increase the threshold by about $11,000 a month. So that's fair. Because again, yeah, the equalization, it's just, you know, even when they, when they hit, you know, business owners, like, oh, those business owners, they don't realize it's small, medium, and large. The large can deal, the medium may be small, they go out of business. Absolutely. You know, so you've got to have a little bit more you know, equalized. And so that, that's good to hear. Yeah. You know? She, she did listen and she is listening more. She did put some more money in the budget for childcare subsidies. We've got to do more as far as regulations, kind of streamlining things to open it quicker. And again, we've got to concentrate on the rate of pay for childcare workers. It mm. just, it's way out of line. There's no way the person that's watching your children during the day and, and trying to teach them and, your and, and all this, right, exactly. <laughs> are making the same much, uh, same thing as, a greeter at Walmart or a, a burger flipper at Burger King. I, it just, it doesn't equate. Well, speaking of that, that was something we talked about, about the minimum wage. Right. So talk a little bit about that, because that's something I'm sure the listeners want to hear about. See, this is this is so frustrating, and this is where certain people will, will they'll... They'll put it out there in a certain way. Like if you, when you hear all these polls 
and the polls are out and they ask people, do you think we should increase minimum wage? Well, sure. Everybody Everybody's says, say yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> now you ask the real question. Do you think we should increase minimum wage if it means you're going to pay more at the, at the gas pump, at the grocery store and pay more for everything because the companies are going to have to raise their prices to pay for the increased labor costs? Uh-oh. Right. All or of a sudden, that get, changes. Or they're going to get rid of people. And exactly. now you're going to have to do your self-scanning or do you order your 100%. burger on a, on a kiosk, right? I was in, uh, I won't name the supermarket. I was in a supermarket the other night. There was one checkout person with an actual human. Yep. The rest, it was all do it yourself. That's par for the course now. That's the minimum wage hike. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. The argument is, you can't, you can't live off a of minimum wage. Here's a newsflash for you. You're not supposed to. Minimum wage is the wage paid to get into the workforce. Mm-hmm. It is not your salary forever. Right. The average amount of time spent a person making minimum wage is just under four months. Why do you think that is? Because most companies, they'll hire. If you're bringing nothing to the table, mm-hmm. you're saying, just give me a chance to show you what I got. I don't really have a lot of experience. I'm not bringing anything. So the employer says, okay, I'll give you a shot at minimum wage. Usually they'll say, you've got a 90-day grace period. Show me what you've got, right? Exactly. That's your evaluation period. After that 90 days, you sit down and say, this is either good for you or not. It's, it isn't working. If it's not working, they let you go and you're not making minimum wage anymore. Right. If it is working, they usually say, okay, we're going to bump you up to this and we welcome aboard. So you're not making minimum wage forever. The other thing is the majority of the people making minimum wage are under the age of 24. Mm-hmm. So I hear this argument. Well, if you raise the minimum wage, they spend that money locally. So it goes right back into the economy. Newsflash. Most of the people making minimum wage are kids. You know where they're spending it? They're not going to the local dry cleaner or the stationery store. You I know where they're going? You. They're going on Amazon. Or DoorDash. Or DoorDash. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing wonders for the Chinese economy. They're getting that bling uh, phone case or, or buying more apps on their phone. Right. They're not spending it locally at the dry cleaner. So right. don't give me that argument. It's a ridiculous argument. So the amount of time we're spending on, on there is, is maybe four months. The average age is mostly kids. Mm -hmm. And so, again, if you're spending time where you're earning minimum wage for a year or longer, you have to look inside yourself. Something's going wrong here. Or go to another employer. There are plenty of jobs out there right now. And most of them aren't even paying minimum wage. They're paying a little bit more to attract more because the labor market is down. Why? Let's go back to child care. So it's all it's all intertwined. Yeah, it is. But they also forget this. We have raised the minimum wage in New York every year since 2017. Hmm. This is the final year as all the whole state reaches $15 an hour. But now the governor's proposal is to continue raising minimum wage tied to the rate of inflation, the CPI, right. and, and to do it in perpetuity. So, I mean, literally 10 years from now, we could be sitting here having this conversation talking about the $32 an hour minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And again, that hurts the small business. It because kills them. You, you know, people think, oh, just you have a business, you're rich. But there's so many <laughs> other things that they don't see. Right. You know, the matching of Social Security. I always make the right. joke like, you know, 6.2, 6. 6.2, 12.4%. And if you're the business owner, you got both of those. So, yep. you know, there are, you know, business owners put into a lot more things than people think. Please explain to the listeners that... Because I've heard this before uh, about unemployment. Oh, I don't mind unemployment. I've been paying into it for years. It's time I take some out. You don't pay unemployment. Mm-mm. The business the employee, right, pays exactly. unemployment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. 
So (laughs) it's frustrating when you hear these arguments and they're just not accurate. But what I've heard, and this is accurate, when I've talked to people about the proposal to raise minimum wage by the rate of inflation, they said, I'm done. I will either have to close my doors or move out of state. It's that Mm -hmm. simple. I can't do it because you're not just raising those making minimum wage. You have to raise all the others, too, to equate to it. Right, exactly. You had somebody that was hired two years ago. They're now making what will now be minimum wage because they got a couple raises. Well, you got to raise them, too, or they're going to leave. So it is a massive labor cost increase with no increased production. And in many cases, you have to work harder because they're going to have to lay somebody off to make up for it. Right. So it is. We don't need to do that now. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we had so many more things to oh talk gosh. about, but we're almost <laughs> at the end. I'm so sad. Well, I want to thank you for taking time. I know you're super, super busy. So taking your time out of your schedule oh, to no. be here with me and to to uh, have my listeners learn a little bit more about what's going on, because we hear the stories, but we want to hear the real story. <laughs> yeah. it, it was great being here. I feel like I took up all your time, but it was, no. it was so oh great God. seeing I, you I, again I, and being here. Oh my God, same, same. So thank you so much. And uh, I don't know if you get a long weekend. Do you get you get off on Monday? Uh, yeah, kind of. All right. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. Of. Well, I want you to rest and relax a little bit because we need you to be strong and to help us up there in Albany and uh, and bring home the bacon, Will so do. to speak, you know? Well, thank you all for uh, for tuning in today and uh, listening to the Financial Chick Show. Again, I'm the Financial Chick, Denise Nostrom. Uh, a- Anthony, our engineer, thank you so much for making the show sound good. And uh, remember, everybody, let's do better and be better. Phone in Friday next week, so have your questions ready. Have a great weekend. Advisory services offered through Blackridge Asset Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities are offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Blackridge Asset Management and Diversified Financial Solutions are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services.